today's topic, a large number of real estate agents entering the market. Yes, with a strong housing market comes more people getting into the industry. That's pretty understandable, right? You know, as people lose their jobs or get relocated, obviously a lot of people in the service industries and entertainment industries lost their job for a long period of time in 2020 uh, due to the coronavirus and subsequently either had time to invest in themselves or uh, were facing new opportunities and where they should go into the market. And one of the markets that was strong was real estate, also home building, but uh, particularly real estate. And if the numbers that I see are correct, which I'm certain they are, that is very true. And we are seeing that happen uh, quite a bit. We're getting a lot of people jumping into the real estate market and getting licenses. And there's some benefits and there are some disadvantages to that. And we're going to talk through that a little bit here today on the show. So let's talk about the numbers uh, recently, just so you guys can see where this spike came from. So in 2020, nationally, there was 1.4 million licensed realtors around the United States. That's a pretty big number uh, compared to uh, many years ago. And we'll, we'll go over that in a little bit. But 1.4 million realtors in 2020. In 2021, they are projecting to have 1.9 million licensed real estate agents, nearly a half million jump. That's a huge increase. It's one of the largest spikes uh, year over year that the realtors have seen. So obviously for, for the associations and things like that, that's a positive. Um, if you're an agent out there, it may not necessarily be good news because uh, there are more agents that you have to compete with. And as someone like myself, who's a builder and listing properties, I have a license as well. I list my properties. But for me, uh, that can be troublesome as well because a lot of times with more agents, there means that there sometimes is more inexperienced agents. And a lot of times those can result in problematic transactions. Uh, when We've seen this before. When, when there's a large number of agents out there, there's also sort of the... Uh, you know the the ones that have been around a while and they know how to operate. They know, you know, they know new construction. They know existing homes. They sort of know the market. They know what things you should do, what you shouldn't do. When you get a large number of agents like that, you start to get those inexperienced ones, and a lot of times you start to run into ones that are uh, maybe not doing it for the right reason. A lot of those, and I hate to say this, but those half million people that jumped in the market in the last year. Some of them are, are probably going to work hard and they're going to become very good agents. And there's other ones that are just getting into this because they, they smell money and they think that this is a, a make money quick thing. And so you see that and you see some very unscrupulous realtors, um, sloppy transactions, unethical, very difficult to deal with. Um, you know, they, they just basically are out for one thing, quick sale, get the money, get out. And that is not good for the industry. It's not good for someone that's selling homes uh, and it's challenging. So that's one of the things, you know, the quality of representation, unfortunately, goes way down when the number of agents go up. And we've seen that before. I saw that back um, in the early 2000s. Yeah, <coughs> excuse me, to jump back to some of the statistics, let's go over this really quickly. Um, 
you know, we talked about, you know, 1.4 million realtors last year, 1.9 million in 2021. Let's go back a few years. So in 2013, uh, this was basically after the the really bad housing recession, 2013, uh, things were finally starting to turn around. We saw 1.16 million realtors in 2013. So, um, you know, 2020, obviously we had more than that as the market's been good. But 2013, as we came out of that bad housing recession, we had about one, a little over 1.1 million. The year before, 2012, when it was still pretty bad, we were actually under a million realtors. That was the first time in several years that we were under a million realtors. And so a lot of people exited the industry. So they, just like it, any other industry, if if the economics of it aren't good, people will get out of it. So you know, basically that period from about 2008 to 2012 was pretty bad for housing. And, you know, you had that that bubble. And so you saw a lot of people leave. And then subsequently, the number of realtors started to climb, like I said, in 2013, and continued to climb. Now let's go back even further and analyze this, because this is uh, a particularly strong memory that I have. And so 2000s, um, seemed to go pretty well. Like housing was doing fairly well. Um, things seemed to be moving along pretty smoothly. There was 760,000 realtors nationally around the country. So we had a lot less realtors out there, but there was still a lot of housing sales. Um, in fact, I think around those times, um, I hate to say this, but as a builder, we shunned realtors. We, we didn't find a need for them. We were selling our product without them. Um, and so, you know, they would call and a lot of times we'd be like, sorry, you know, we, we've got clients already buying our stuff. We don't see the need to pay you a commission. (laughs) So, you know, maybe it wasn't always the best strategy. I know for a while, I think realtors tried to avoid us because they knew that we weren't as a builder necessarily going to cooperate with them. But at that time we didn't need them and we didn't find that working with them was really going to add any benefit. In fact, it just added an extra step, um, added additional expense to us. And we, quite frankly, didn't need them. Now, you jump forward to 2006 because the housing market was so strong from the 2000s to 2005, just getting into 2006. And again, massive, massive increase in realtors, 1.35 million realtors nationally. So over six years, it almost doubled. You almost doubled the amount of realtors. And we saw a lot of quality issues. We saw a lot of transactional problems, um, a lot of people that had jumped into the industry to take advantage. And um, yeah, it was difficult. I, I remember actually having a closing and this guy was, uh, this realtor that we worked with, uh, never showed the house, basically found out this guy was going to buy the home, somehow got his, you know, kind of mitts into it. And um, he, uh, Again, never showed the home. He just basically wrote the paperwork for this, these people and uh, tried to hold the closing hostage. Um, and we weren't even going to give him a commission check because we didn't feel like he earned it. He didn't do anything uh, on the transaction. He wasn't procuring cause, which is the rule of law. Um, he would not allow that transaction to close. We had to go to our bank with him, sit in the bank. He had to cash the check. And as soon as his commission check cashed, he then authorized his people to close. I, I never seen anything like it. And then he ran out of the bank like a criminal. 
It was the craziest thing you would ever see. And, um, it, you know, it was, it was bizarre. And I'll tell you, it, uh, it left a bad taste in, in my mouth. And, um, again, fortunately guys like that, that guy's not in the business anymore. Um, I think he probably lost his license from, from one, the research that I did. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that we don't need. The other challenging thing right now too, that we're seeing is because this 1.9 million in real estate agents, there's only 1.1 million homes listed on the market right now. So you don't even have one home for sale for every realtor out there. And you think of that, and that's pretty staggering numbers. And it's, it's going to be hard because there's people that have gotten into the industry and maybe they got a friend or a buddy that's going to sell a house. They'll get their one sale, but that's might be all they get. And it's challenging when they find out that, you know, you've got to show 25 houses or write 10 offers to maybe get a sale. Um, I think a lot of these people are going to realize like, "Mm, maybe I don't want to be in this industry right now. This is, although there's a lot of transactions, you have to be on, you have to be there and you have to be full time. And that's one of the biggest things that we saw back in the early 2000s, why we had so many problems with realtors is there were so many part-time realtors. Everyone's like, oh, I'm going to get my license. I'll work my day job and I'll do some real estate uh, at night or on the weekend. And it's problematic because if you tried to call and show a house and you got a part-time realtor, especially back in the day, people weren't as accessible back then. Sometimes you'd be waiting, you know, a full day or two, three days for somebody to get back to you. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm busy at work. Well, I got somebody that wants to buy your house. Like, you know, how come we can't get in? It should, you know, should be that hard to return a phone call. But those are the kind of things that sometimes happen especially with part-time realtors or, you know, they do do their day job and you got a closing coming up and you need answers or you need something back from them and, you know, closing's tomorrow and you got to wait till four four forty five for them to get home from work and pop on their email and fire off, you know, a document. Well, again, that doesn't, doesn't necessarily work and it's not good for the industry. Now, people are a little more mobile. There's so much more power on your smartphone. There's a lot more technology that's made that a little bit easier, but part-time realtors typically can be a challenge to work with, um, not only because of schedules, but lack of inexperience. And that goes to another thing, and this is another point with the number of realtors that's interesting. We have this large number of realtors on the market. That doesn't necessarily mean that there are more brokers on the market, and the brokers are the ones that are supposed to supervise the realtors. And there are some companies that are literally just what I call like a realtor farm. They will get every single agent they can and just hope that, you know, it's kind of like the throw a bunch of crap and see what sticks on the wall. That's kind of what happens with some of these um, agencies and they're just about numbers. Well, if I have 500 realtors and, you know, even if they have a low conversion rate, I'm still going to get transactions. So that's kind of interesting to watch that. And, um, you know, the difficulty again is the lack of supervision. Because typically a broker can reasonably supervise a certain amount of people. And I'm not going to put a specific number on because there are really good brokers that can handle multiple, you know, very large number of agents or they have an infrastructure in place where they have management uh, to answer those questions um, and, and they can deal with that. But 
many times uh, some of these companies have multiple agents and they do not manage them. And managers are important, especially for real estate, because if there's something that goes wrong, um, you have to make sure that you're following the law. And there are a lot of laws. There's a lot of contractual things. And that's why you see um, sometimes realtors get suspended and lose their license and different things like that. And a lot of it comes down to supervision. So there are some other interesting things that are happening in the real estate market in particular uh, that I've noticed. And, and one of the things is because we do have a large number of agents, we are seeing um, some reduction in fees, uh, listing and selling fees. Now, this is twofold. There's two reasons for this. One is there are more agents out there. So um, there are companies that are setting up what we call discount realty firms. And they're doing this and they're advertising and they're promoting their rate heavily um, to to just get business. And th- that's fine, but it's... You know, there's so many agents out there and so few listings that um, some people just stand out by price. Uh, the bad news on that is it's not really a good strategy long term because um, there's a certain cost of doing business. There's a cost for your time. Uh, you still have paperwork. You sometimes have legal fees. You still have to pay taxes. All those kind of things. So uh, dropping dropping commission rates um, isn't a long term strategy necessarily. There's also you know, the birth of these third-party real estate sites that we've seen. And so back again in the the late 2000s when the housing market was really struggling, we started to see, you know, more technology. We saw more websites come up. Sites like Zillow and Trulia came out and they were free sites. You could list your property on there. You could add a bunch of photos. They added different detail, which was really nice. Um, later, they integrated so you could have your multiple listing service um, you could pull your listings right from that to these third-party sites. And a lot of consumers went to these sites and they advertised them heavily. Zillow, of course, bought Trulia. And recently, Zillow has opened up their own agency. And it's kind of controversial because, um, you know, Zillow, what they're trying to do is use this online platform now where everybody's looking for houses and especially consumers and then trying to be the driver and be the one to do the sale. But the problem is this, Zillow is not a licensed agent in, in many states. So, you know, Zillow cannot just go into Wisconsin, for example, and start, you know, doing home transactions online because they have to actually have a licensed brokerage firm and provide real estate broker services to do the transaction. And so that's actually happened in this state, which is kind of interesting. And they got shut down. Now, there's other states, each one has different rules. So some states, they are functioning and they have, you know, Zillow agents. So when you go on to Zillow, look for a listing instead of getting a Shore West or a First Weber agent or any other real estate agency that you can think of, they have a Zillow person there that just helps you with the transaction. So that's going to be something interesting to watch and it's going to definitely affect the market in the future. But it's, it's kind of interesting what's going on there. The other thing that is interesting is the number of for sale by owners. And they actually tracked that stat. I looked it up and there's really only been um, a 1% or 2% change in the number of for sale by owner listings over the past few years. Um, Typically, it's around 8% of the market. So it's not a huge percentage. Uh, Most people do at some point need to enlist in a real estate agent. There just is so much paperwork, um, so many legalities, or they have to hire an attorney which is very expensive. So a lot of times it's cheaper to hire a real estate agent 
uh, to do the transaction that is to to deal with uh, an attorney that might charge three hundred and fifty bucks an hour, and uh, they're gonna need several hours to push paperwork back and forth and review everything. And a lot of that work is already included within your real estate services with an agent. So a lot of times it's better um, to have an agent uh, represent you. And the other interesting thing is that a lot of the for sale by owners still have a real estate agent involved at some point in the transaction. They either bring the buyer in and then they're working with that seller so that for sale by owner person is still paying a commission at some point. They end up coming up with an agreement. And so they don't necessarily save a ton of money with the for sale by owner. So that's kind of interesting to note. And uh, they also said that out of these 8%, roughly a year for sale by owners, only about 11% actually go through the, the transaction. And there's a variety of reasons for that. One is... You know, they're not marketed very well. Um, typically, they're relying on a sign in the yard. They're not allowed to be listed in the multiple listing service. Um, now, this this year with the housing market being strong, for sale by owners are a little more viable. Just talked to a friend of mine who listed their home for sale by owner. They both happened to have had real estate licenses in their past. So they had kind of understood the transaction and they are moving forward with the closing fairly soon. But uh, many of them don't go through because they don't have that experience. They don't have the marketing. And then the other big thing is the pricing. And this is this is really where for sale by owner people struggle. And that's that pricing. Pricing is uh, hard to do if you don't have all the data. And real estate agents have access to that MLS system. They can look up all the data. They can check and see how much um, similar homes have sold for the days on the market, and they can properly assess the price to put on the home. Whereas for sale by owner, typically overprice their homes and they think it's worth a lot more and they sit on the market and they sit in the market and they get stale very quickly. Um, and, and usually the idea that a for sale by owner has is, well, my neighbor's house, uh, you know, three houses down sold for this and my house is way better. Uh, so I'm going to add 20,000 to it and sell mine for that. Well, that's just not how it works. And, and uh, you know, if that worked that way, you know, people would be selling their used cars for, you know, $100,000. <laughs> I'm just joking there, but you can kind of get my point. All of a sudden, everybody starts jacking their price up because theirs is better than the next one um, when really it's, it's worth about the same. If it's a similar house, it's probably worth about the same price. So the other thing that's interesting about for sale by owners is that uh, 26% of them uh, sell for less money. Or I'm sorry, I take that back. Twenty, They sell for 26% less money than a listed home. So if you're going to go for sale by owner, you know, you say, oh, I'll save some money on commission, but you're also probably losing potential money when you sell it because um, you don't have that agent representing you. You don't have it priced at the right price. Um, you're probably going to make some mistakes along the way. Um, you might give in too much on um, concessions, you might give in too much on inspections, and uh, you know you're you're basically running the risk of getting quite a bit less money for for your home at the end of the day. So pretty interesting stuff. It's definitely going to be worth monitoring. Uh, it'll be interesting to see in the next year what happens with the number of agents uh, after 2021. Uh, if interest rates go way up, do that people jump back out of the industry if housing slows down? Um, you know, as this unemployment bonus uh, naturally goes away, 
do some agents drop off because there's just too many and they get back into some other more lucrative careers. But it will be interesting to watch. So I uh, wanted to bring this to light. I think it's an interesting topic and certainly uh, uh, worth, worth uh, talking about in the future.